Welcome to the Walkie Talkie Podcast. I'm Ryan. And I'm Matt. And we are going to talkie some walkies. So we are back after a long hiatus uh, with the first episode of Season 8, Mercy, Mm. Episode 100 of The Walking Dead. Mm. It's good to be back. Yeah. I feel rusty. (laughs) I feel like an old car that's just been turned on after three months of sitting there. Oh yeah, or like eight months. Yeah, I'm kind of I'm kind of sad that we didn't get a chance to do uh, like a uh, in between seasons yeah podcast about it. Yeah, well, we talked a lot at the end of our last one about what we were hoping to see in the new season changes and that sort of thing. So right, there was a lot of drama or news that came up. Was there really? The summer, though, right? Like there was a. Uh... The whole thing with um, oh the stunt man, the stunt man who the stunt died. Man, yep, yeah, stunt man died. That was very also, sad. yeah. Also, uh, didn't Robert Kirkman? I, I don't know. I, th- I feel like this happened during the summer, but I could be wrong. But didn't he sue AMC? I think that was Frank Darabont. Oh, it was? Yeah, Frank Darabont. I it was Kirkman too. Original showrunner. But yeah, I, right. I haven't followed that stuff very closely. I haven't either. I just kind of, kind of heard about it and mm-hmm. figured that we could we could do something about it this summer, but we weren't able to get to it. So yeah, that's okay. Yeah. Well, uh, so you know, I have to say that I was when I realized that Walking Dead was going to come back soon. I was like, oh, that's cool. I'm, I'm glad it's coming back. But this, it was like the first year that I really forgot about it, you know? I didn't even think about it until like a week beforehand. And even like a couple days before, I wasn't really thinking about it, so. Same. Yeah, and I don't have it on cable, Uh so I have to wait till the next day to watch it. Yeah. And typically, every other year, I've, I've been avoidant of all social media. You know, on on Sunday and Monday, I would, uh, you know, get really excited for Sunday to come along or Monday to come along. No, not this year. But not this year. Hmm. No. Says something. Right, yeah. Last season was a tough season. (laughs) Which is so funny that we started podcasting for that season. (laughs) (laughs) I know. Yeah. And it was a season that should have been one of the best. Yeah. Yeah. It was definitely the weakest so far. And, you know, I know I sound like a little kid that just won't let it go, but I'm still mad they killed Glenn. I just feel like there's some, like, heart of the show that was, like, vanquished in that moment. Mm -hmm. And uh, even if even when Glenn wasn't that active on the show as like a major mm-hmm. player, there's just something about his presence that connected yeah. us to the past, and it was like this center or soul to the show that I right. felt like he carried, and I still feel his absence all the time. Mm-hmm. 
I feel the same way about Daryl too. Like if they were ever ki- killed Daryl. Oh yeah. Or Carol. Yeah. Forget it. I don't know. I don't know if I would forget about the show, but I'd be pretty upset. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Kirkman said a while back that one of his greatest mistakes in the comics was to kill off the main soldier before the war, mm-hmm. which is Abraham. Abraham. Yeah. And they did it in the show. <laughs> I don't know. Well, uh, I guess before we get into it, and uh, mm-hmm. remember, we're not giving uh, numerical ratings until the end, but you want right. to give like a quick overview of your initial impression of the episode? Sure. Okay. Um Usually I feel like when I sit down to watch the episode, I want to like it. I don't not want to like it. This is probably the first time that I sat down and I I didn't not want to like it, but I just didn't care. Mm-hmm. And usually I'll watch it a second time to kind of get more information. I didn't even do that. Mm. It was okay. Mm-hmm. I thought there were a lot of things that just didn't make sense about it. Um, some things that were – the sentiment was good, but they just didn't execute it properly. Mm-hmm. Um, usually the music is on point. This time the only notable piece of music that uh, that stuck out to me was when they were on the highway and they were waiting for that car to explode – and during that time, there was like this rhythmic tambourine that was just playing. And it kind of sounded like a ticking time bomb. Yeah. That was nice. And that stuck out to me. I was like, oh, okay, that's really cool. Um, and then obviously, like, the wheels on the bus. Go round and round. Or the, the old man on the bus. Or whatever the Weird Al version oh. of it was. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, uh, yeah. Another one yeah. bites the dust. Another, Another one, one rides the, the bus. Right. The rise, yeah, yeah, yeah. Rides the bus. Yeah. Yep. Um, so yeah, I, I just, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't love it or hate it. Okay. We'll get into more detail about how I felt later. Yeah. Yeah. How about you? I would say my initial reaction is similar. Um, I, I did find myself getting frustrated with the episode in several places and we'll talk about why. Um, because I felt like some of the problems of the past season were being repeated. Um, however, overall, when it ended, I, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm still hopeful for this season. And, um, there, there were certain things that the episode did that contributed to that hopefulness. Um, so I, I would consider it a mixed bag. Um, I think that for where The Walking Dead is right now, like, it would be hard for just one episode to completely turn the corner and, like, make it the thing of glory that it once was to me. Um, so, but it will take only one episode for it to dip. (laughs) (laughs) I suppose that's true too. Um, but yeah, I think there are some signs that we might be headed in the right direction. So yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess we could take it from the top. I did watch it twice. So, and I took notes so I can pick up, I can pick up the slack a little there. Um, I won't do this every time. <laughs> it's okay. So uh, it's starting with the, the cold open 
we have Walking Dead at its most oblique, <laughs> which is yeah. uh, Rick looking sleepy or sad or crying. It's hard to tell what. And then you shift to a cane and some flowers and a watch and then to Rick with a gun and then Rick by some graves at Hilltop. And this whole um, kind of directing technique of oblique images just sort of mashed together like this kind of Terrence Malick sort of style of doing mm-hmm. things. I just don't really appreciate On the Walking Dead, to be honest. I just feel like it's mm-hmm. unnecessarily obscure and... Um, I, I, I'm okay with a little bit of it, but like when the season was starting, I just, I didn't want this sort of like montage. Yeah. 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 I just wanted uh, yeah. I just wanted to feel like, okay, let's get moving. Let's, let's just tell a muscular, strong, straightforward story. Um, Mm. I will counter that by saying if they were in a place where they could do it, like in the good graces of their audience, but they're not they don't deserve it right now Mm -hmm. like i don't feel like as as show as a as a show it's not at a place where it could be that um artistic and creative and sell it Mm -hmm. right now Mm -hmm. yeah so but i can't remember did we get a shot of rick at this point maybe we did but like old rick maybe that didn't come yet i'm not sure but anyway, yeah, he, eventually we right. see a Rick who is looking older. Um, mm-hmm. I did think it was kind of cool that they definitely had some callbacks to the pilot episode in this. Mm-hmm. And certainly Rick asleep um, is was a callback. Um, right. And he's got the longer beard. He's got the shorter, grayer hair. Um, his, his skin still looks pretty good, I'd say. Um, <laughs> so he's aged in some ways, but yeah. Anyway, and that's all very um, obscure, and um, it seems obviously it's purposely done in a way to make people go, "What is going on? I have no clue." Yeah. Um, then we see people, you know, setting up for the war at Hilltop. Uh, again, I was unclear about where we were and what was going on exactly, but Dwight was around, um, mm-hmm. and uh, Rick. Well, he was at the sanctuary, right? Was he at the sanctuary? Well, yeah. Di- that's when di- Daryl shot the. Okay. So Daryl yeah. was with Dwight at the sanctuary. Was that he was outside of the? I think he was outside of the sanctuary and he shot the arrow in there to send him the note. Oh, okay, that was it. Yeah. All right. And I I love how he shot the bike, like the tire. Mm. So now Daryl has a or how how now Dwight has a flat tire. <laughs> I like Dwight could have shot it anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciated that. I missed that. So, yeah, I was – okay, they were sending a message. Man, I watched that twice and I still didn't put that together. I was like, what, is is Daryl teaching Dwight how to shoot a crossbow? What's going on? (laughs) He was was sending them the the list for the outposts. I was going to ask how they had that. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. It, again, it wasn't it wasn't very clear. Oh, not at all. You know? Yeah. So Rick was making a speech here, and I did like the content of his speech. You know, he said something to the effect of those who kill to make the world their own, we kill them. And mm-hmm. we don't we don't like doing it, you know. But Yeah, I liked that line. But we don't have shame about it either. 
We don't celebrate it. Yes. We don't have, but we don't have shame. Right. Yeah. And I felt like that was kind of a expression of a synthesis of ideas, you know, that the show has taken <clears throat> seven years to get to. Right. You know? Yeah. Where it seems like characters seem to alternate between one or two of these extremes of either yeah. loving and reveling in the in the craziness and, and lack of humanity or um, being. But Rick, you've always seen, we've always seen Rick struggle with just being horrible. Yeah. Like he, he's bit a neck out of, or been a bit a tendon out of someone's neck. <laughs> he's, uh, you know, killed in cold blood. He's done the whole thing, but at the end of the day, he's always, it's never been easy for him. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I think that that truly does say something about his character. Oh, yeah. And I, I've never seen him be so well-rounded in his views than when he was on top of that truck. Right. Right. Just kind of delivering it. Yeah. Point blank. Yeah. So I'm thinking of this now, and I'll just bring it up even though it's kind of out of sequence. But throughout this episode, there's a recurring theme of it's not about me. It's not yeah. about me. Right. I really hope that's not a signal to the audience that Rick's going to die. <laughs> I know. I was thinking that too. And and then that thing that Michonne told Carl, uh, this is your show. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Scott Gimple, if you're paying attention, we don't want a show just about Carl. <laughs> right. No one wants Nobody. a show just about <laughs> Carl. <laughs> Nobody wants that. It's Andrew Lincoln for a reason. Yeah. And let's see in the comics, uh, Rick is fine right now. Like he's strong and still formidable. Mm-hmm. He's, you know, the character he's always been. I, I know it's harder on TV because you need to keep paying your actors and you need to make sure that they're compensated well. And they're constantly going to ask for more. Uh, and they get old. Right. But, and they also want to do other projects. I get it. But keep them as long as you can. Mm-hmm. Make them so happy. Right. Don't lose them. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, it would be very startling to me if they killed Rick. And uh, But, yeah, I just wanted to say if that was supposed to be some sort of foreshadowing, every time I heard it, I was like, no, it is about you, Rick. This is your story. And it's that's yeah. the only thread that holds it together at this point. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> so yeah. let's not deny the obvious here. <laughs> um, really quick, uh, going back, I think this happened. Um, see, I'm not sure about the order just because I only saw it that one time. Mm-hmm. But I think it was in the beginning montage we see – um baby judith on the uh on the pavement outside of the stoop or outside of the house and uh uh, rick walks out and he you know kisses her and he walks off to go fight the saviors she's like four (laughs) now after 
what a five month six month break look like you can't how has she grown so much when you really start to think about the timeline in walking dead nothing makes any sense it really (laughs) does it's comical how little sense it makes because (laughs) judith well first of all i don't know when we're picking up here but rosita and michonne are still hurt so it can't be that long after when in fact it would it should be less time than has actually elapsed in the real world our world. Well, I think they said that it was like a couple weeks or a week or something. Okay, so in two weeks, Judith has grown at least two or three years. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that makes absolutely no sense. And then also, right. Judith has aged completely disproportionately to Carl. <laughs> when Judith was born, Carl couldn't have been more than 10 years old. But now he's yep. like 17. But Judith was like less than two. Judith wasn't speaking. Right. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, it's like they were like, oh crap, Judith should be older than she is. Right. And so. So let's get a child actor that's way older. So they give her a two week growth spurt. Yeah, that was unreal. I. It actually got me to the point where I was like, wait, is this a fourth timeline? <laughs> like some some other alternate reality that we haven't seen this is rick's flash sideways yeah this is lost yeah (laughs) (laughs) oh man yeah yeah in and i get that that's a very difficult situation because like you can't yeah what are you gonna do i mean carl is going to age and he's going to age mm-hmm. faster than the show, the show's timeline. Yeah. It's just mm-hmm. that you can't really do anything about it. But the way – you keep aging him down. Yeah. But the way yeah. that they they just sort of age Judith all of a sudden like that just felt like sloppy. So Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was a bad call. Whoever <laughs> casted her, just a bad call. Yeah. I mean, if last season she had been that old, like, the whole time, that would have been more fitting. Um, Mm -hmm. But anyway, yeah, that actually um, came a little bit later in the episode. Um, Oh, okay. But, yeah. You had that written down, too? Yep. In the cold open, um, also, I wanted to point out, because this will <laughs> this will come come back later, Rick says in his speech, only one person has to die. <laughs> yeah. So hold your thought, because we'll get yep. to it, because I think we're probably having the same thought. Yep. Um, so, and then we get more um, obscure images. Rick by some graves again, looking upset. Kane, Flowers, Watch, Old Rick. And um, then sad, sleepy Rick. I remember at this time my mom was watching too, and she was like, what is going on? (laughs) And I was just sort of like, yeah, it's just Walking Dead being really obscure. Yeah. Just got to hang with it. Yeah. Um, I do have thoughts about that, though. So... While I was watching it, I was getting really frustrated and say to myself, why should I have to care about three timelines? And, and is one of them not going to pay off? Because why would they give me a massive spoiler at the beginning of the, sh- of the season that Rick's going to survive to the end mm. It if it happens or if it doesn't happen? Right. I, I just feel like giving that reveal was 
way too premature. Okay. That I mean, I would have really enjoyed to. I would have liked to see just the the crying Rick. Mm-hmm. That would have been fine. But seeing the crying Rick plus old man Rick, that was a little much. What? See, now that I'm thinking about it, what scares me about this is it could be more misdirection to make us think they won't kill Rick. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And then it's like Mm -hmm. what's going on in Rick's head as he's like facing his death or something like that. Yeah. I mean if you think about it, there was that scene after Glenn died where they were all around the kitchen table outside. Yeah. And it had that same sort of Vaseline-covered lens, foggy – thing oh man but it's i'm at the point with the show that like if they did kill rick i'd be like all right i'm done with the show and i gave you a chance Mm -hmm. Um, i don't care anymore Mm -hmm. i'm not gonna watch it Mm -hmm. yeah i mean if glenn was to my mind the heart and soul of the show in a lot of ways rick is Mm -hmm. is now in that spot um, and Daryl. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. Daryl, Carol, Maggie. I care about all of them. But Rick mm-hmm. is, you know, he's the guy. He's still the guy in my mind. And, yeah. He, and, I mean, when you think The Walking Dead, yeah. he's the face. Yeah. And I love Rick. I really do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I know, like, I've never been hard on Rick myself. You know, yeah. people complain about Rick sometimes. But I think he's a great, a great lead. Mm-hmm. So, and... Uh, there's one comment I want to make about the opening credits, okay. which is that the actress who plays Jadis is not listed in the featured actors. And so we can be happy about that. Yes. Oh man. That is good news. <laughs> Thank God. Cause as you will recall in our season ending podcast, I said that that she had been announced as a series regular. Um, Maybe that didn't mean that she would be featured in the opening credits. I thought that was what that meant, but it might just mean that she's listed after. But she would have been listed after last season, too. So it made it sound like it was an upgrade. And uh, maybe they would have I mean, I hope not either way. Yeah. She is a horrible character. (laughs) Those garbage pale kids. Yeah. No, we didn't hear anything from them in this episode. So after the credits, we've got Carl getting some gas. Um, and uh, then he hears this guy's voice and the guy like is asking for help. And Carl is nervous because he can't see him. And then he can see him. And then there's gunshots and it's actually Rick that's shooting the gun and he scares the guy off. Um, and Carl is kind of upset, but Rick justifies himself and he's like, Hey, I shot over his head. You know, I was just, I wasn't shooting at him. I was just trying to scare him off. Yeah. And, uh, I'm in Rick's, I'm in Rick's side. Yeah. 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 Especially given the circumstances Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. with the saviors. Right. Yeah. You know, you really cannot be too cautious. Yeah. Even though we know that this character is going to be fine, he's going to be someone that joins the group. Oh, do you, you know? Do you know that? I didn't. Yeah, I'm just guessing. Okay, like, <laughs> like they we're talking about you know, my my mercy prevaileth over my wrath. 
you know, and this guy's talking about like feeding the hungry and the weary and I don't know. It's just too clear that he's a protagonist. Okay. You know. Okay. Well, uh, we'll see. And he seems to be hanging out there. And if he was like, if he was a bad guy, you'd think that he would be spying on them rather than like watching him put down soup with a note. Right. You know, it was interesting to me that, you know, afterward, Carl was like, that's not going to be enough dad. And Rick was like, enough what? And he said, hope. Um, And, you know, Carl, of course, was the kid who like shot another kid in cold blood back Mm -hmm. in season four. I think it was um, just because he thought he was a threat. So it's interesting how Carl seems to now be more about like, oh, we got to give people the benefit of the doubt in order to be strong. Um, And I don't think they've evolved his character to that point where it makes sense because I don't buy it. Mm -hmm. Like it didn't feel right that Carl was the one that was telling Rick that that wasn't enough hope. Yeah. It would feel right that Carl would be like, oh, man, I wanted to do that. (laughs) Yeah. I was was trying to kill him, (laughs) you know. Right. It did seem a little out of character for Carl. Mm-hmm. Um, Unless he's grown just as much as as uh, um, Judith has <laughs> in the off season. <laughs> yeah, Carl is 35 years old now. <laughs> so then we see some shots of the saviors at the various uh, posts getting killed. Guy falls off the hunting platform. That was pretty brutal. Um, yeah, that was intense. Daryl just kills a I'm, guy who can't see him because he's out of the camera frame. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and he immediately steals his cigarette. I'm pretty sure that was yeah. why. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> uh, Morgan spears another guy at another location. And yep. so I asked my – I had the question, how do they know where all these posts are? You answered that for me. Dwight gave them that information. Mm-hmm. Um, I I was a little – I was a little confused by like how are they killing all these people at all these posts and it's not resulting in any like anybody right. responding, you know? No reconnaissance, yeah. Right. Right. How is there only one person at every post? Exactly. Yeah. 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 Um, and what good are these people at these posts if they don't, like, report when people who aren't supposed to be there show up? Right. Um, uh, whatever. Uh, I mean, you're raising valid points. I have no answers to them because I think it's <laughs> – <laughs> I think it's pretty bad storytelling for them to do yeah. something like this. Yeah, I didn't I, like any of that. Yeah. And and the mere fact that um they think that taking out posts is going to do something for like how many people did they kill? 4 or 5? Like I don't know. What what did that do? Well, the whole idea, of course, is that they'll be able to lead all the zombies there and, like, drive the cars yeah. there and, and, and actually come into the sanctuary unexpectedly. Which um, is getting to another thing. But it, I... it, it does seem to me that it would be harder than that. 
mm-hmm. and we know how things turned out last time when Rick and some folks showed up at a post yeah. and killed everybody. Like, right. It didn't end up going that well. Yeah. So, but on the other hand, <clears throat> I'm just happy things are moving forward quickly. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be under Negan's boot any longer. Yeah. Is it is it going too, did it go by too fast this episode? Um, too much happened? I wouldn't say too much happened, um, but I will get to the probably the biggest complaint that maybe we both have. I it's soon it's I think okay. it's coming. Um, okay. So uh, Rick and Father Gabriel have a little exchange. It isn't about me. Yes, you made it that way. Yeah, they were really trying to paint father gabriel in this episode to be completely redeemed from his past iniquities right yeah yeah and you know at least in father gabriel's case that's been like that's taken place over a pretty significant period of time like it's not it's not a sharp about face Mm -hmm. he wasn't a slime weasel last season no yeah it was it was maybe it's just because i didn't like him Uh uh-huh but yeah, you're right. He he wasn't, you know, he wasn't doing anything pretty crappy last last season. Yeah. In fact, last season was the time when was it last? No, no, it wasn't last season. It was season six. Even in season six, he had turned the corner. But I'm trying to remember what the like the inciting incident was that made him. I think it was when um, I want to say. It was when they were leaving. Rick and the team were leaving to go on the in the RV, and and he asked Gabriel to stay and watch everyone, and he said, "I'll stay." And right, trust me. But the he started to change um, back when uh, there was an attack on Alexandria, and it was back when that like woman with her two kids was still alive, the one that Rick's love interest Jessie? there. Yeah, Jesse. And um, and Gabriel like offered to take care of Judith or something during that, and like I just remember that I was nervous that a, a kid was going to die because of Father right. Gabriel, but Father yeah. Gabriel actually like was responsible in that situation. And Fair enough. So it it's been a while. It's been a while, mm-hmm. and you know I I like that kind of thing. Like I like yeah a character that that becomes redeemed and i think in general on walking dead like if somebody's a scoundrel they usually stay a scoundrel um so of course if father gabriel is completely redeemed we know what the show likes to do to characters whose arc is completed yep so and we'll get there we'll get there (laughs) (laughs) um so, oh yeah, here's where I have the note. Judith, Judith has grown suddenly. Carl Judith <laughs> growth makes no sense. Solid note taking. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Rick, Rick stabs a guy at his post, and as the guy is like dying, he can't help but still try to insult Rick, and uh, talks about how he saw him beg for his life and cry, and tells him that his boy's gonna die. Um, Rick has like no response except to cut a zombie and let it fall on him. And he was like, the guy was like, 
are you going to beg again, Rick? Right. Are you going to beg? <laughs> yeah. And then when the zombie falls on him, he's like, no, no, yeah. no. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so give me your thoughts on this. This might segue into future thoughts. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Give me your thoughts. Oh, oh. <laughs> okay. I thought <laughs> I thought you were saying like I'm going to give you my thoughts on this. You want me to give oh, no. my thoughts on this yeah. moment here? Mhm. Mhm. I mean, well, I even though Walking Dead has desensitized me some, <laughs> this is the example of the kind of scene that still kind of makes me um it I don't know how to describe it. It doesn't make me cringe, but I I feel like the sense. Feel? Yeah, I feel like, man, this is horrible. You know, like mm-hmm. um, the guy, I won't, I'm not going to say the guy that got killed didn't deserve it, you know, but there's just, it's just so brutal, you know, that this mm-hmm. guy gets stabbed and then Rick just sort of callously like, you know, he didn't have to do it that way. Have mm-hmm. a sick a zombie on him like that and to die in the most horrible way possible. Um right. So you you definitely see in Rick um, that 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 desire for vengeance, you know, that that goes beyond just um, just putting someone out of their misery or, or removing the threat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the same time, I get that too. Like I understand why he wants that. And uh, so, um, but but I do think in general, it's not healthy to to indulge that that vengeance desire. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I think this completely contradicts what he what he says in his speech. Mm, that's a good point. Yeah. Um he was overindulgent in this moment. Of course he was upset. Why wouldn't you be? But if you don't need to kill someone, don't kill them. Yeah. But if you do need to kill someone, and you and you have uh, um, actual hatred for the fact that you have to kill them. Put them out of their misery to the right. point where they won't even come back as a zombie. Yeah, just headshot, right? Put them right out, yeah. cut off their their circuit. Um, we don't see that in any of these shots except Morgan. Morgan's the only one that spears someone in the head, mm. uh, and that's not even explicit. It's just assume we're we're assuming that that second blow that he put into that that guy was in the head, because um, mm. that's typically Morgan's style is to kill someone, they fall, and then they you know headshot. However, you know I do understand that that this whole process isn't going to be just kill Negan and that's it. You know mm-hmm. you're going to have to kill soldiers. That's just how it is in war. That's how they've played it out in this show. We, we understand that there will be deaths, but he does explicitly say no one else needs to die but Negan. Um, that's false, Rick. That's <laughs> it's not accurate. Right, right. Um, and I get the idea that he feels like no one else deserves to die other than Negan. I would say that's a little bit more accurate, but um, but this goes to show that in this moment, Rick does not have mercy. Mm. Um, he is overindulgent, and his rage is coming before his his grace. Yeah, 
And I think it's interesting that um, we keep seeing this flashback, flash forward or whatever it is of Rick saying, my mercy prevails over my wrath. Um, you know, clearly when he's, you know, showing the, the antithesis of that. Um, mm. I don't know. I, I was just, it didn't, it didn't make me understand it through this through the process of this episode. Like it right. didn't really get me. I didn't. It was such a. Uh, I don't know. Well, <laughs> so annoyed. I know we're usually inclined not to give the show the benefit of the doubt, but like maybe that's intentional. This um, this inconsistency. Like on the one hand, Rick is saying, "Don't we don't celebrate having to kill these people," but when you intentionally like let a zombie kill somebody instead of just killing them, you are in that's a sense, reveling. Yeah. That's reveling in it. Yeah. And, um, so, but Rick does that in the, in this instance, um, it seems to be because it's brought on by the taunting that the guy yeah. is doing. It's antagonizing. Right. Right. Um, but it, that still doesn't mean it's the mature thing for Rick to do, right. and it, I, it does show a weakness on Rick's part. And you, mm-hmm. yeah, so maybe you know, on the one hand, we're seeing like, okay, yeah, no, I was gonna say maybe you know the Rick that grows old and has a good life, like that Rick is the Rick that let Mercy win, but the other Rick looks upset, and maybe I have an idea. About all that, I think, I think someone's gonna die. That's really close to Rick, and he's at their grave. It's like at a church or something because we see the stained glass, and he's saying, "My mercy prevails over my wrath," because he doesn't want his anger to overcome, and him go kill Negan. Okay. I think he wants – in that moment, I think he wants to take Negan out. Um, but he's trying to keep his, you know, his feelings down mm-hmm. and uh, he's trying to have self-control. Um, and even though we see him say over and over again that he's going to kill – he's going to kill Negan, he's not. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be shown by him showing mercy on, on Negan. On Negan. Yeah, that's just my thought. Hmm. Yeah. And then what's He's the... not going to kill Negan. What's the relationship between that one and the other, like, old man Rick? The plot? dream sequence? Yeah. It's a dream sequence, you think? I think while he's there at the grave, I think he's thinking of a world which oh. there is peace. That's my thought. Interesting. Okay. So maybe it all kind of works in tandem. It's just that they didn't really play it to be that clear. Right. I could be wrong though, you know, because it's not clear. Yeah. No, it is definitely not clear. If there's one thing, yeah. it is not <laughs> clear is that thing. <laughs> clear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking of that too. <clears throat> um oh, I have another comment uh about timelines. So despite the fact that in the time between the season finale last season and now, Judith has grown two years, Maggie is still not showing at all. 
I know. <laughs> Second trimester and all. Like, not at all. How hard is it to, like, give her a little baby bump? I know. They're, like, there's something to be said about the whole torn uterus, <laughs> going to war, not showing. It's like, Maggie, you're just not pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> it's time to admit it. You're it's not pregnant. It. It's been two years, <laughs> as evidenced by Judith's massive growth spurt. Incredible. <laughs> Maggie, are you sure you're able to fight? Yeah, Rick, I'm not even pregnant. <laughs> Seriously, what what is the thought process here? Like, why would they not just give her something that shows right. that she's pregnant? Yeah, like a little, a little two-incher. If nothing else, <laughs> you know, just get, show something. Right. Like my sister is small and skinny and she's a vegan. She doesn't even eat a lot. <laughs> and she showed. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it's, I mean, when you think about it, especially given like a whole season passed, like this baby was gestating before Glenn died, obviously. <laughs> Glenn right. died a long time ago. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Um, Rick says, you know, after this, I'm following you, Maggie. Mm-hmm. Um, only if Rick's still alive. And Maggie's still alive. Maggie <laughs> Maggie will be alive. Maggie's not, they're not going to kill Maggie. Yeah. No one's going to kill Maggie. Yeah. Hopefully not. Yeah. Um, so... What else do we have next? Um, they are hanging out. Uh, Daryl, Carol, Tara, and Morgan. And I thought this was kind of cool where, like, they're, they're counting down or Tara was counting down, like, something's supposed to be there, but I wasn't sure what it was supposed to be. And then you have that pause where it's not there. And then you, you see it's the zombies. And I don't know if I'm just dense but like that moment that you talked about where like the tambourine was playing and you just saw the zombies walking like way in the distance. I actually got a little frustrated the first time because I was like, man, Walking Dead is so slow. Like we get it. There are, we get it. There's zombies over there. Like it's not like we haven't seen a herd before and it's like yeah. taking such a long time just sitting here like and but then when the car exploded, it shocked me so much because I yeah. genuinely did not expect it to happen. I didn't okay. even cross my mind that it could it could blow up, which is stupid. Oh, really? I should have thought of that. Yeah. But Oh no. You know, it might just be because what they were doing was not coming across you know <laughs> they could have done it better <laughs> well or maybe that's what they were hoped would happen that it, you would you because it was just a little too long for it to just be mm. a normal shot of of with zombies as the focal point um, yeah and so like just when it got to a point where i was like let's move along then there was yeah. this huge explosion and yeah. I, I like literally jumped because i was not expecting yeah. it so i was really annoyed by tara counting oh Really? <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. Um, when she counted, and then they, and then she was like, oh, what? And then, you know, the zombie showed up. I was like, oh, that's what you were counting for? And 
and you're surprised that it was slow, <laughs> they're zombies. Yeah. They're completely unpredictable. It just did Well, not completely unpredictable. Yeah, but you, you can't tell me that if something happened on the way where uh, a gazelle was dead oh, yeah. on the side of the road that they wouldn't stop and munch. You know, and all the all the zombies would just zombie over there. You know, like I don't know. Stop and munch. <laughs> A little quick snack. Yeah, I I was annoyed by that. Um, I was annoyed by the whole zombie herd thing for that reason in particular. Like the very fact that they were trying to rely on the Walking Dead to go where they wanted to go was frustrating to me. And, and and then when they did that scene where Morgan had to go and kill the zombie mm-hmm. uh, before it, it walked up to the bomb, I was like, yes, yes, that that is what you should be expecting to happen all over the place because they're zombies. <laughs> I don't um, know. <laughs> so let's see here. Um Okay, well, let's just uh, get to the part where our people go into the sanctuary, um, or at least they're, like, right outside it. And uh, they go out there, they shoot their guns a bunch of times, and Negan, not even holding a gun himself, as far as I can tell, struts out with his five, like, top folks, and... (laughs) lieutenants his lieutenants and just stands there like all right kill me now right and for some reason rick doesn't take the opportunity even though he announced that only one person has to die like there are so many people there with guns there's no reason except for the sake of the drama itself that negan is not dead right now yep and I just I was so frustrated because I just don't understand why that's necessary. Like why This has been a recurring theme right. even in last season. Right. How am I supposed to really appreciate when Negan dies if there's just been so many opportunities for him? there's no reason for him to be alive. Yeah. Well, because then you know he's not immortal. <laughs> Doesn't have a magic shield around him. Yeah, I I couldn't understand why even in the um, in the world of The Walking Dead, Negan is a kingpin. Okay, that I mean that makes sense. But even the kingpin can get shot. Yeah. So he has to have his bodyguards, his entourage around him to guard his body. You know. He walks out first, right? Like I think it's I think he's first. I think so. Yeah, he walks out like strutting his stuff. And then he, he quotes Shane. Did you see that? I missed that. What did he say? There's this meme going around where it was uh evidently Shane used to say this to to Rick all the time and then Negan said it. It was uh um something like let me tell you something, Rick, or uh, or something mm. along those lines. Mm-hmm. It was whatever Rick or Shane always said. Shane Negan did always said say it. that. Yeah, yeah he, he said it exactly how Shane said it. Hmm. Um, it was kind of funny. Yeah. 
But yeah, he walks out with no guard, no nothing, just his baseball bat, and we're supposed to believe this? Like, sh- like uh, uh, Rick has shields surrounding all his people with automatic weapons. Right, right. How are they the ones with the shields? Why are they the ones behind it? I know. Yeah. And meanwhile, Negan has this big smile on his face. Yeah. Like, I don't want to play my biggest dicker than my- <laughs> 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 you get the picture but it is <laughs> but yeah like i i don't understand his moxie like it just doesn't add up like has he never been shot at no he's been shot at plenty of times by right. uh carl by daryl by whoever well, else carl should have shot should have shot i know him, and he had every opportunity saying. to but he didn't do it it's I like, thought he did. I thought he shot at him, but he missed. Uh, I seem to remember that he shot somebody else in front of Negan, and then once he got to Negan, it was like he just stood there. I thought Negan, like, ran for cover. I But Negan's ran for cover so many times that I can't keep it straight. At this point, I'm pretty sure that it's like Negan has Jedi mind power to keep people... <laughs> From pulling the trigger. Yeah. That's the only explanation. He should have been dead at least three times over at this point. Right. Especially when Rick just says that. Like, only one person needs to die. Yeah. And And then... Sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah, That's coming. (laughs) But, I mean, I suspect that the argument that the writer would give you know, would be something to the effect of, well, Rick wanted to negotiate with Negan in order to, like, get, or not to negotiate with Negan, but he wanted to negotiate with with the lieutenants, and he wanted, like, all of them to be like, all right, nobody has to die except Negan. So, like, they almost give Negan up. But, But it's not like if Rick just takes out Negan that, they're not going to have any more or less power over the sanctuary, yeah. you know, yeah. than if they negotiate beforehand. I Right. I just yeah, Simon, it. for all we know, could pick up the bat and just slaughter someone in front of everyone, and then he's now the new Negan. Right. You know, he's just as capable. Um, yeah, and then, and then Rick counts to seven. Mm-hmm. And shoots at them, which I appreciated him not counting all the way down. That was cool. I liked that. Yeah. 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 And the way he delivered it, the way he did it, it was all done with pizzazz. It was great. Right. Then he sh- doesn't shoot Negan. Right. Well, this clearly, this was something that was planned out in advance because everybody just pointed their guns up into the windows. Right. And I... Why, re- though? <laughs> It's not like the windows were nice. I know. I really hope that we get some sort of explanation on what the rationale that was there. Other than they just thought, hey, wouldn't it be cool to have all that glass falling from high up? Because <laughs> lose I mean, all our ammo. It did look really cool, but it seemed pointless. And So pointless. I, yeah. But can I, can I interject one thing? Uh-huh. In the comics, they do that. But. Um, it makes sense how they did it, and uh, and and um, what's his name? 
uh, Eugene is on their side and he makes the bullets. So they never run out of ammo. Mm. Now it's just like, oh, yeah, we'll waste all of our ammo. Even though we started a storyline where Eugene was going to build us or make us ammo, but we gave him up to the saviors and now he's a savior. We're still going to do it anyways. <laughs> but what's the point of just shooting their ammo into the windows? Well, in the comics, um, there was a um, – it was a scare tactic. It wasn't actually like an assault on the saviors. Like they weren't trying to kill Negan at that point mm-hmm. uh, for whatever reason. I just mm-hmm. remember reading it and like blowing through it and it seemed fine. Like I didn't have any questions about it. Mm-hmm. This was like, dude, you have your gun on him. You have it out for Negan, and it's a real world. Kill him. Like yeah. you got an automatic weapon. He has a bat. Right, right. He took a bullet once in the bat. He can't take forty five thousand bullets through the bat. Yeah, you know. Yeah, that was so absurd to me. Like when I was watching it, I was actually upset. Like, if you want me to believe that this this was the direction you wanted to take, at least have Negan have, like, bodyguards or shields or not come out himself. Right. You know, other someone else come out instead of him. Yeah. Or, you know, just, I don't know, throw a walkie-talkie to Rick or something like that. You know, that's usually how people communicate in situations where they fear that someone's just gonna shoot them you know you don't just come out and and talk face to face and if you do you have some sort of defense yeah besides your baseball bat right yeah it was almost like comical yeah yeah and and then what was also comical was that negan seemed to think that he had this trump card in his pocket which was gregory and right. Gregory saying the hilltop stands with Negan. And, of course, that falls completely flat. Right. Because Gregory has no influence like or power at all. Yeah. Um, but it's it, it just seems like this colossal miscalculation on Negan's part that he would think that that would be real effective. Right. And, like, let's say even if, you know... It was effective, and the hilltop people left. Rick can still just shoot Negan right then and there. Yeah, absolutely. And then the whole thing that Negan was doing with Gregory, like, tell him the other thing. And then Gregory's like, and your families will be kicked out of the hilltop. And he's like, and the other thing. Yeah. And you won't have supplies. And he was like, yeah. <laughs> and I was thinking in my head, I was like, wait, what? I, so there's no execution in this? Why are you so sinister about this? They right, just leave? Yeah. <laughs> oh, we have to leave and go somewhere else. Right, That's yeah. Fair. What is Gregory going to do then? Like, is he just going to sit there by himself? That whole scene was a flop. It was a flop and it was sad because it still had its moments. Like, mm-hmm. like Rick acted – or Andrew Lincoln did an awesome job in that scene. He he did a mm-hmm. – I loved it. I loved the moment when, when – uh, I can't remember exactly what they said, but it was it was something like, um, uh, you know, when Negan said, I care about my people, 
And Rick was basically like, well, I care about my people too. You know, no one's going to die. And mm-hmm. Negan was like, well, what about me? And the way he was like, no, I told you already. I told you twice. Like, you're yeah. going to die. That was really, that was really yeah. good. I like that a lot. It was powerful. And, uh, and also just the way that he pointed at all the lieutenants and he showed that he knew their names and he knew who they were. Yeah. And the way Eugene looked so uncomfortable, like, that was all really good. Um, and Nope, nope. Nope. Yeah. I know who you are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and also Rick only counting down to seven before firing. Like that was yeah. cool too. Like all that was good. Even the firing of the windows, I'm willing to say was cool if it has a rational explanation at some point. Um Yeah, we're not gonna get one. <laughs> uh so but yeah, there there were just these these massive problems with with that scene and uh Mm -hmm. i i don't know what they were thinking i'm with you i don't either (laughs) (laughs) all right i i think the strong points were andrew lincoln uh maggie and jesus and uh dwight here's here's the problem with that scene i think i've just identified it there was not the slightest bit of fear for our people. There was no threat mm-hmm. to our people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I was not worried, oh, in this moment, Rick or Maggie might die. I wasn't – I had. Mm-hmm. why would they? Nobody's, nobody's there to hurt them. The only thing that I yeah. thought is like why aren't our people just ending this right now? There's just no yeah. rational explanation for them not to. Yeah. And so there was – They have the upper hand. Yeah, there wasn't really tension in the scene. And you want a scene like that to have real tension. Mm -hmm. And it felt like the tension that existed was just fabricated for the sake of the drama, not because, like, the plot actually created it itself. Yeah, I agree. So. I do like that scene where Negan, when the explosion happened and Negan was like, sounds like something's going on there, Rick. <laughs> that was I liked that because it showed that Negan's like okay you yeah. might have you might have something happening yeah yeah anyways when the RV blew up was is that what you're talking about uh, no this is uh, from across town when the smoke cloud went up in the uh, air okay and you hear the explosion off in the distance yep yep um Jesus has an old lobster bib just thought I'd take <laughs> note of that. Yeah, that's what happens when you feed the 5,000 with fish. Got to hand out the bibs. That's right. Yeah, yeah. So we cut back to Tara, Morgan, Carol, and Daryl. The zombie herd is on its way. Tara and Morgan get in the car. Carol hugs Daryl goodbye. They have a little moment. Um, Still, you know, reminding us of the Daryl-Carol dynamic. Uh. That scene didn't impact me at all. Yeah. Yeah, not not really. Um I I will say I know it might be like obvious or cheap, but I did enjoy watching Daryl shoot the the things and blow blow them up when he was on his motorcycle. Same. Uh it's a very nineties film esque yeah. <laughs> action movie esque. And I especially like that time where he waited just a little longer so he could get that zombie at the same time. Um, mm-hmm. 
that was yeah. that was cool. Now, are we supposed to think that Dwight placed all of those explosive things? I honestly don't know. Yeah. When he started shooting, I was like, there's bombs? <laughs> Where'd the bombs come from? Right. The only thing that makes sense is if Dwight had something to do with that. Yeah, I don't know. But anyway, it was it was cool to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, then the the uh, RV blows up. Gabriel drives the RV uh, into the door. Um, let's see. Okay, so at this point, like the zombies come into the sanctuary, things kind of you know all go to chaos, and then there's this moment when Negan is outside alone yeah amidst the chaos and i don't understand why he's there like last we saw he was standing up above all that on this ledge with his lieutenants and the next thing he would have done done is go inside so why when all this you'd think why when all this chaos erupted did he then go outside by himself into all of that and he's hobbling he's hobbling around like his leg got hurt yeah it looks like he did get either shot in the leg or shrapnel or something right which is good yeah let's let's be encouraged (laughs) he can actually get shot yeah (laughs) he's like what is this thing in my leg (laughs) so yeah negan's kind of stumbling around and then we get this this moment where rick is shooting at him and Mm -hmm. negan has taken refuge behind some you know piece of metal rusted metal rusted metal and that can be penetrated with an assault <laughs> rifle <laughs> and this this moment for me was the moment that might have made the least sense in the whole episode because all rick needs to do to finish this is just run a little farther forward that's it. Yeah. Has anyone on the writing team ever played a video game? <laughs> you charge your opponent that's in the fetal position behind some uh, debris. You run up to him shooting and then turn the corner shooting and kill him shooting. That's how this works. So then Father Gabriel shows up and says... Remember, Rick, it's not about you. And I was just like, what does that have to do with anything? (laughs) (laughs) I'll tell you what he really said. This is what he said in translating this show for dummies. Rick, we need more drama. You have to come away now or else this show is going to end here. (laughs) I just want to be like, what is the rush? Like, why do we need to leave the whole point of this mission is to kill negan or at least that's the way it was presented when rick was that's the way they made it seem to be yeah right exactly one person has to die unless who Mm. they're talking about is some other guy that we haven't heard about (laughs) i think that's it you know what let's give the show the benefit of the doubt that's it right there (laughs) (laughs) there's someone else that they really do have to kill it's it's Dwight's uh, ex-wife. <laughs> <laughs> and then 
I didn't even realize how ridiculous this was until I'm like talking about it now. Rick has a Polaroid camera. Like (laughs) (laughs) So (laughs) Hey got a sec. (laughs) Okay. So he shoots at him. It misses, so he takes a picture of him <laughs> where he's not even in the photo. <laughs> Just took a picture of random debris. <laughs> so Negan was allegedly here. <laughs> Rick can't spare the five seconds to move 20 feet forward and wait, lay waste to Negan. So he takes two seconds... To somehow magically produce a Polaroid camera, which I don't know how he's carrying that around. (laughs) So that he can take a picture of Negan, who's there, but we can't quite see him, because otherwise it would be a clear shot. So that I guess at some point later he can have bragging rights, and he can be like, look how close I was to killing you. (laughs) (laughs) See, here's the thing. The saviors do take photos of their victims, after they've killed their victims. <laughs> yeah, I don't understand the logic there. I think someone in the writer's room was just like, wouldn't it be cool? Go with me here. If Rick had a camera, a Polaroid, and took a picture of Negan hiding behind debris before he ki- – wait, no, he's not going to kill him. Uh, But still taking a picture of him. <laughs> And then waving it after he's done. He doesn't even have a backpack. How is he carrying a Polaroid? It didn't even have a strap. (laughs) (laughs) So he must have had it sitting down somewhere. I'm going to be over here, so I'll take a good picture over here. Yeah, this this is a good place for Negan to post up. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, Mm. what happened there? Jeez. Who knows? All right. So I'm as I'm debriefing this episode, I'm finding it harder and harder to follow its logic. Yeah. And it's I becoming am, more and more absurd. I am too. You know, in the moments I enjoyed some of these parts that I'm finding the most absurd just because uh-huh. action was happening. I am invested in Rick killing Negan. Um so when when he didn't kill Negan, you were enjoying that that process? No, I wouldn't say I was enjoying it, but I was interested in it, you know. Okay. But I was frustrated. Yeah. I was yeah. I was You know, there was this part of me that that was saying maybe there's some method to the madness. Okay. Um, Optimism. Right. Right. Yeah. But looking back on it now, I just can't discern what that method would be. And I feel like even if in the next episode there was some explanation that fixed it all, that would be better than no explanation, but it would still have sucked the the <laughs> meaning out of that episode because yeah. in, in the moment it just felt like <laughs> it's nonsense. Right, yeah. Um, Ryan, if we've learned anything throughout this past year of doing our podcasting, it's not to have optimism for The Walking Dead. <laughs> So I'm kidding? Yeah. Kidding. No, it's yeah. It's kind of true. All right. <laughs> um so then 
then uh, we have the scene with Gabriel and Gregory where uh, Gabriel sees Gregory um, about to die, basically. Um, and Gabriel stops the car. He gets out. He goes to help Gregory. What the heck <laughs> was he thinking? Well, okay. So this is I. This is an element of the episode that I liked. Oh, please share. Okay, please. This is one of the, my like. I was. Because, so frustrated because Gregory is the new Gabriel. Yes, and Gabriel yeah. knows that, and so does he though. Oh, I'm pretty sure. I mean, Gabriel, Gabriel totally knows that. Not too long ago, you know, he was the kind of man who was like Gregory, who was a traitor, um, who could not be trusted, who was fickle, and so mm-hmm. he he has compassion on Gregory in that moment. And he feels like he probably feels like by him helping him, this will be a turning point. And, and, you know, Gabriel still has his, um, you know, he still wants to fulfill to a certain extent that like that, that priestly function, um, mm-hmm. which you see when Gregory is like, thank you. And then he's like, no, thank God. And I did think it was funny when Gregory was like, whatever. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, Gabriel goes out of his way, which is a, to help Gregory, which is a, a, a noble thing for a man that used to be like Gregory. I mean, you can't conceive of Gregory acting like Gabriel, um, mm. but Gabriel still has this hope because he knows that's what I used to be like. But then, of course, it bites him because Gregory gets in the car and leaves without him. And so this was a moment where I felt like a character was actually acting like in a way that made sense for that character and it was yielding real drama and 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 yes. i and i cared totally agree with that i yeah. cared i do care about gabriel um and so and so because of all that this was actually one of the elements of the episode that worked for me okay yeah i i do agree that it was realistic and it did yield true drama however just like in real life, I get frustrated with people doing stupid things. <laughs> Gabriel did something really stupid <laughs> by helping him. Trying to help him. Right. Yeah. Oh, it's just like, dude, you're in your car. Bullets are flying. There's a horde coming behind you. You know that you have moments to get out of there because there's a reason why they sent the horde there. It's to keep the saviors in. Right. Yeah. Get yeah. out of there before you're closed in. Yeah. You know? And if we have enough time, if we have enough time to save Gregory, we should have enough time for Rick to kill Negan. (laughs) Yeah. No, hundred (laughs) percent. Yes. And, and if, and if Gregory's like sitting down and trying to dodge bullets, don't go help him because you're going to be doing the same thing. Yeah. Like just, I don't know. I didn't like, I didn't like that. That was even a, but I know why they're doing it. Let's get to it. <laughs> All right. So, um, yeah, there's some stuff that happens in between, but we'll just skip to Gabriel seeks refuge in a like shipping container or something. And then when he gets inside, uh, Negan is in the crate too. And Negan is just all smiley and thinks this is great. Um, which makes no sense because Negan has a bat and Gabriel has a gun. <laughs> Not just a gun. Yeah. 
<laughs> an assault rifle <laughs> that he is capable of using, and we know that he's murdered his whole entire congregation. <laughs> yet he can't pull the trigger on a narcissistic murderer. <laughs> And that doesn't even make sense for Gabriel, because at this point, like, Gabriel has had no qualms about assisting in killing yep. Negan. He's been totally yeah. on Rick's side in that. Yeah. Um. So, again, they're creating a situation where we're supposed to feel concerned about Gabriel, but that concern feels like it is not created by the actual situation that the plot has given us, where Gabriel has yep. the upper hand, but just by, like some sort of um, dramatic, like, magic that Negan just, his very presence makes it impossible for anybody to attack him. Yeah. When when Gabriel walked into the the, um, uh, office, I I thought to myself, or, and I heard, I heard Negan's voice. I thought to myself, oh, Negan's in there. Oh, this is going to be easy. Oh, wait, no, he can't die. That's right. And then when he walked out of the shadow and he's smiling and he's like, You're gonna you better be wearing your pissing pants. What did what did Gabriel say to him? He's like he's like, What? Or why? Or something like that? And Negan's yes. like, Because you're gonna be pissing. And I was yeah. thinking in my head of like, if I was Gabriel, I'd be like, dude, I have an assault <laughs> rifle. No, you you should be wearing your pooping pants. Right. <laughs> Cause you're dying right now. Right. Like Negan should have walked out of the shadow and been like, "You better be wearing your." Oh wait, oh sorry. Um, yeah. Uh, sorry about that. Yeah, let me just get out of your way. Uh, yeah. Oh man. I don't know. Gabriel should just be like, "I hope you have your bloody corpse pants on." <laughs> yeah, right. Because <laughs> I'm gonna throw <laughs> lead in you. Yeah, that was the whole scene was contrived. If they could have done anything, why didn't they at least like have a walker? kind of like grab the not grab the gun out of his hand but kind of like push him up against the wall he drops his gun or something he loses his gun mm-hmm. and then he gets into the container right that would have made more sense right and it would have been easy yeah or gregory wrestles the gun out of his hands before he runs off something right anything but i guess i'm holding out that like you know in the next episode gabriel's going to like threaten his life which we know if he did he still wouldn't kill negan but at least he would acknowledge i have a rifle Mm -hmm. and you could die right now if you don't do what i say right so i'm imagining that negan's probably going to take the more passive route and be like all right well let's uh try to get ourselves out of here you know that would be my guess yeah yeah but it's pretty ballsy to come right out of the shadows saying you better be wearing your pissing pants because i'm about to smash your head in right yeah you know so what how do you think this is going to play out uh yeah i think as far as the the negan and and uh gabriel thing yeah i think negan will charm his way into getting his assistance by gabriel and try to get out of the the office i think after they do negan will um capture him and use him as a baiting tool Mm -hmm. however in the comics um 
there is a character that kind of is in Gabriel's shoes, but that cape that that character has there's a little bit more of a uniqueness to her uh, position. Gabriel, like, or or Rick, he said when when Daryl was like, "Should we go back and get him?" Rick was like, "Basically, he's made his bed." Like, no, Maul said it's not about me. Yeah, and apparently it's not about Gabriel either. So, <laughs> <laughs> so let's just leave him there. Yeah. So why would they care? I don't know. It, it just again, it just adding on top of the whole fragmented story with contrived drama. Hmm. So, yeah, we know we know that uh, Gabriel's not going to kill Negan just mm-hmm. because Rick's got to yep. kill Negan. Or if anyone if does. If anyone yeah. does. Um, so is Negan going to end up killing Gabriel? No, I don't think so. Really? Yeah, I think he'll capture Gabriel and use him as a pawn, like a um, – use him as a bartering chip. Hmm. That's I, my guess. I was thinking Negan might just end up using Gabriel to like feed the zombies and get out of that crate. Yeah, I mean that would be the practical thing to do mm-hmm. if he lived in a world in which bullets did not affect him. <laughs> which he does. But zombie bites do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I am I am interested to see what happens. Same. Feeling hopeful. Yeah. Like Carl. Yeah, like Carl, yes, who went and uh brought some food to our um our friend there. Or yeah. maybe friend. Maybe foe. Maybe um, foe or friend. Yes. Whoever he is, he has some canned goods now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, I also liked that um when Negan and Gabriel were both in that same thing together, the next shot we got was the overhead as it panned higher and higher uh, with all the zombies around it, which I'm pretty sure was also reminiscent of the final shot in the pilot episode where Rick was in the tank and, yep, you know. I caught that too, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was cool. And also they did that in the episode where Negan and Rick went out to that RV and Negan made Rick go out and kill his walkers. Mm-hmm. They did that there too. But yeah, I think mm-hmm. that was definitely a callback to the the first episode. Yep. So what do you what do you think is next? Got a prediction? For the next episode, just generally? Mm-hmm. Yeah, next episode or or there on in. There on out. Yeah, I will say you know, I don't really have major predictions about what's coming next. And that is kind of a a good thing, I guess, is that I, I genuinely don't know what I expect anymore. I don't feel yeah. like I care as much as I have in the past, <laughs> but I don't know what's going to happen. Um, sure. I I know that it seems extremely light, unlikely that Negan's going to get, if Negan gets killed, that he gets killed before the end of the season. Um, so that's a lot of time to go, and uh, I don't know what they're going to fill that with. But mm. I have read that and i can't who knows but i've read that this season was supposedly very difficult to shoot because um because like they had to have like everybody together a lot and interesting 
um, like lots of people all on set and um, like big locations and that sort of thing. So I'm very hopeful that one of the things that we did complain about last season was, you know, not seeing people for long stretches of time. And, you know, um, I'm very hopeful that that will not be the case as much in season eight. Um, Yeah. And this first episode was like that, you know. Mm -hmm. I do think that the jail cell is going to pay off. Mm. I would imagine because it would make no sense for them to just put a jail cell in Alexandria and not use it. Right, yeah. So I do think that they're going to pay that off with Negan being put in jail and not dying. Mm. Mm-hmm. And I think that'll happen by mid-season. Okay. Because I can't see this war going on. I mean, they went. They just went for it this week, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah. It'd be hard to come back from that. You know, they're going to have to make moves quick now. Right. <clears throat> yeah. Um, so one other comment is um, you've got you've got the uh, scene, the uh, <clears throat> we don't know what it is, dream sequence, flash forward. Uh, where we see that Rick is using a, a cane now, um, but it's it can't be too far in the future because Michonne doesn't really look any older, and uh, Carl doesn't. Carl doesn't, um, and Judith looks older, but mm-hmm. Judith looks probably about what she should actually be at this point if Carl has aged as much as he has. <laughs> yeah. Um. So Rick's uh, aging seems to have more to do with like some accident that he experienced. Um, yeah. And just the stress of everything he's been through. Right. Yeah. I, I still, I still contend that that's a dream sequence. I don't think it's anything to really feel will be, uh, uh, will come to, um, be realized hmm. in the season or seasons to come. He says, why do you think that Rick would imagine himself like that? Um, so there's a couple things. I think everything just seems so uh, different mm-hmm. in this sequence. Like, again, Carl looks the same age. Michonne looks the same age. Rick looks older. Judith looks older. They look like they're at a different location. Rick looks like he's injured. They're listening to a very Elseworld kind of song, which mm-hmm. is, you know, kind of uh, another one bites the dust, but it's, you know, a different rendition of it. Yeah. Which kind of could kind of be indicative of a dream, you know, all these all these factors. Um, and then having the, like, the owl outside, the built owl, which was Jesse's thing, if you remember that. Um, oh, that's she right. built that in her in her garage, so it seems like that's kind of coming back in a memory sort of way. Like I don't, I can't see anyone doing that just in oh, real wow. life. Yeah, did you remember that yourself? Yeah, yeah oh, when I was watching, job. I was like, oh yeah, that's a yeah thing. That is that definitely seems like a suggestion that it's a dream. Yeah, because in your dreams you incorporate random things like that. 
Right. And all the things seem to be random. And right. just kind of like the only thing about it that seemed to be a through line and steadfast was the um the notion of grace and peace. Mm-hmm. You know, it seemed like everything was good. Mm-hmm. Regardless of his physical state or, you know, whatever it may be. Um, I think he was really just looking forward for whatever reason he looked like that. I think he was looking forward to, uh, you know, a better time. Yeah. You know. Now, you've said before that in the comics, Rick does have a walking stick. Yeah. Um, he's got a, He's got a limp. And a limp, yeah. Yeah. Um, and he – there's a time jump, but not that much. <laughs> He's not old man Rick. It's not like old man Logan from the comics where Wolverine becomes super old. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's just the, I think it's a couple of years or something. Mm-hmm. And he still fights. Like he he tackled this one dude and one of the issues and like totally took him out with just his walking stick and no hand because <laughs> he doesn't have a hand. Right, yeah. Uh, yeah. He's still bitter Rick. Like he's not – He's not necessarily a graceful guy. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. he's still the kind of like same surly old man or sur- surly uh, um, rigid man. Mm-hmm. I think uh, I think the, the show is doing a better job at characterizing Rick mm-hmm. than the comics. I think that's one thing that the show has over the comics mm-hmm. is Rick is a better character, yeah. I think. Yeah. Yeah, well, I can't say because I haven't read the comics, but I do think Rick is a great character, and I just mm-hmm. wish that the story that he was in right now made more sense. <laughs> Have you heard that fan fiction where Carl is like all of this is is a story that Carl's telling by a campfire or something in the future? No, where he's like this, he's still wearing his like sheriff's hat, and he's you know an old man got like scarred skin and like lost an eye he's got like a white eye Mm. uh and uh he's telling this story by a campfire of like other survivors Hmm. in the future Hmm. yeah it's kind of kind of interesting yeah well that's all i have to say about this this one yeah we want to give a numerical rating yeah you want to go you go first okay (laughs) On a scale from one it, to ten, one being the lowest, ten being the highest. A five. Okay. All the stuff with Negan not getting shot, that just like if you remove that stuff, I would have given this episode a higher rating. Yeah. That stuff just chipped it right down. Right. And it's sad because it should be the best part. Yep. Yeah. There were a lot of great stuff in it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it was, I, you know, I can't overlook it. I can't overlook the Negan stuff. Yeah. I think it's bad writing. Just, I think it's the writing. Yeah. It's just not thoughtful. Right. Yeah. Well, I, like you, I'm going to give it a five. Mm-hmm. Um, same thing. Uh, I would say the pluses are that we are, we were seeing everybody in this episode um, that the action was moving faster than normal for The Walking Dead. Um, and uh, 
Yeah, things like the the setup with Gabriel and Negan, you know, that's I'm interested for where that's going to go, uh, even though it doesn't make any sense why Negan should be the one who's confident. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, and I, I genuinely don't have a sense of where things are going next episode, which I do like. Um, the negatives, we've been over them. Same thing, like why isn't Negan dead? It's, there's just no reason for it. I don't even right. want, I don't even want him dead yet necessarily. Like, I know I just want a reason for him not to be dead. Yeah. Um, just want a good story. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I think five is, is pretty fair. Do you think next week based off the trailer that we're going to get, a B storyline and that's it. You know, I can't remember the trailer. I saw it, but oh, oh, when you say the trailer, you mean the one that Gabriel and Negan are in or do you mean no. th- the footage? Oh, okay. Yeah. Like they're walking to an outpost, Morgan and them. And it looked like after they said goodbye when when Daryl said goodbye, it looked like they were heading there. I can't help but imagine that they're going to go in Walking Dead, you know, fashion, taking the whole episode to just carve that out, you know, not getting any of the main stuff. It's possible, but I'm going to hope the answer is no. And where at the end of the episode did they open up that gate? What was that to? Yeah, I was confused by that. I think that they were going to where carol was that post um okay. where the t- the the gas was the guy there set off the gas that made it all you know cloudy and nobody could see and then you heard zombies and that's where it cut out there the end of the episode i was just already so done where i was i can't remember much of it <laughs> right yeah the end of the episode was kind of um weirdly uh unfocused like yeah, it was disjointed yeah and um mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it, it was it was strange. It almost felt like this really should have been like a ninety minute opener, and that there was more that was coming mm-hmm. next. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we'll see what happens. All right, yeah. Send in your messages and your questions. Yes, we want to hear them. We yeah. don't sound desperate, do we? <laughs> where, where where do people send them to? Uh, Instagram and Facebook. So if you're following us on Instagram, which probably not, or you're friends with us or like us on on Facebook, which probably don't, please go <laughs> do it and uh, send in your messages and ask us questions if you have any about the show or about our podcast or about our lives. You know, yeah, that's Walkie Talkie Podcast. So there's this yeah. there's this bar that you can enter text into to search for things. And you just put those words in the bar and then you hit enter, which is the button on the right-hand side, kind of in the middle of your keyboard. Yeah. Halfway (laughs) up, halfway down. (laughs) All right. Yeah. So uh, that's all I've got. Same. All right. Signing off. All right. Over and out.